morning, people of God. Welcome to the show this morning. This is Regina Perkins. This is your Friday morning episode of the Regina Perkins Show. Bless you all for joining me this morning. Thank you all for supporting, listening into the show. I always like to uh, give you all uh, your props because without you guys, there would not be a Regina Perkins Show. So I thank you for your support and all of the time that you guys have logged in and listened into the show. And for these last uh, four years, guys, 2017, for these last four years, you guys have been there with me, hanging out with me, and I appreciate it. Um, Bless you all, and thank you all for the other day. um, I did a show, an episode, and I just want to applaud y'all. If you haven't listened to that part one of Times Advance, I want you to go ahead and get an opportunity to listen to that because as I begin to speak on that, I also uh, brought up the fact that I think there's more to be said about time to advance. And I want to be as transparent as I can be, as the Holy Spirit would allow me to be, uh, because I know a lot of times there are platforms that people cannot hear uh, certain things. There, uh, And there's a lot of things that people go through internally, uh, especially for those who are in ministry. And those uh, and those not are just in ministry, but those who are women. Sometimes we go through a lot because of the fact of the attitude that sometimes women are not called to ministry. Because I do know in some denominations that women are not allowed to preach. Women are not allowed to do anything, you know. And so um, sometimes we go through a place where we can feel rejected and not accepted. Um, because a lot of times, you know, they... Women are always equated to uh, uh, being a Jezebel, and I know I'm just jumping right into it, huh? I, I have not, I'm just jumping right into it, but I've always heard that connotation of women being controlling or they're a Jezebel or why are you preaching and your husband not preaching and all this kind of stuff, and it just really breaks me down because in my soul, in my heart, it's like, what does the calling that God placed on your life have to do with anybody else? And God had to correct me so many times and let me know, I called you because I truly was not the one that had my hand raised. Uh, I never wanted to preach. Um, I never wanted to be in the forefront. I never wanted to, uh, I never volunteered myself to do anything. If you ask me, I definitely do have an opinion and an answer, always do. Uh, but I'm not one to, that will volunteer that opinion openly or readily. Uh, I can sit in the overflow of the church. I can be wherever and thrive. And that's the uh, the beauty of it all. I said, Lord, of my testimony, I thank God because I never was the one who felt like, oh, my God, God is calling me to preach. Or, oh, my God, God is calling me higher. I was the one that didn't want it. You know what I mean? I, I was just fine doing what I was doing. It, it made me no difference. You know, whatever my pastors asked me to do, I did it. And I did it with my whole heart. So I wasn't looking for a position. I wasn't looking for a title. I wasn't looking to be this, that, or anything at all. So the call, the uh, position was thrust upon me. You know, I was asked. I was told, you know, you know, God has something on your life. And, and when the opportunity came for me to preach, quote, unquote, my first sermon, which I don't want to say it like that because I had already been teaching and and, 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 and doing little things to the side, oh, seven-minute uh, speaking engagement, you know, seven-up programs, you know, the little programs that churches do. I, you know, I had done that. You know, I was leading praise and worship. I was a praise and worship leader. Loved it. I loved singing in the choir. I loved praise and worship. I loved it. You know, I thought I would never do anything else but sing because I loved it so much. 
Uh, but as time went along, you know, a lot of times people say, you know, you know, you're doing more preaching up there than singing because you exhorting for 10 minutes, you know. And so, but it was something that uh, I never even considered, you know, that God is calling me to preach this gospel. And, and I recall uh, in my former church that I went to, uh, not my former, but the church before the one I went to, because I don't want anybody to mistake the two when I lived in East Texas, that I remember everybody was accepting their calls and, you know, and all that kind of stuff and working the altars and doing all this. And, and I was just like, I just want to sing. You know, I don't want to do all that. You know what I mean? I was just happy with what I was doing. And so it wasn't until I moved here to Houston, Texas, that God began to thrust me into the ministry scene and begin to, when my pastors asked me, you know, we, we feel like God has something in you. And then that's a word, you know, and when my first one even asked me to preach, I was reluctant. I was like, no, I can't do that. <laughs> I literally said, I can't do that, you know? And so, you know, this is almost becoming a bit of a testimony, but I just want to encourage some of you to, to, today, you know, she was like, well, preach on this, you know, she gave me a topic and I was like, I don't, you know, I can't do it. She said, yes, you can. And you will. And so I remember preaching uh, a women's meeting and me standing before thousands of people and the Lord just, I mean, I remember preparing that message and how I didn't have any blueprint, any outline. I just went to, you know what I'm saying? I just wrote, you know, as God began to give it to me, you know, I tried using a blueprint, tried using all that, trying to use an outline, a sermon, and it was just like, you know, God said, just write, you know. What's in your heart? What, what, what is it that? And that's how, you know, when I, when God calls me up to preach a sermon or uh, give a message, I don't want to use the word sermon to give a message because that's what I do. I go before the Lord and I pray till he, till he quickens something in my spirit. It may be days on the end and God says nothing. Sometimes God hasn't given me a message to right before it's almost an hour or so for me to go to to uh, give a message and God has not spoken anything to me and all of a sudden he may quicken me one word God always makes a way to get the word to me that he wants to give to his people and so that has been my method of operation you know I pray I seek the Lord and he gives it to me you know I've never been one that's good with topical preaching because I always like for God to give it to me give me what you want me to say to your people so I could be on point. It will be a fresh word. It will be a word that will feed the souls of the people because it is a direct communication from God. And so I, I didn't, I didn't make that up. You know, I, I didn't, I didn't put that call on me. You see what I'm saying? That desire, that unction, that gift came from God. And so he chose me. I didn't, he said, you didn't choose me, but I chose you. And so for People to minimize the call just because you're a quote unquote woman is ridiculous because I know firsthand that this is something I didn't ask for, but God placed the charge up on me to go for. So to make that even more plain, when we begin to talk about time to advance, even in this arena, when God called me for, and God, after preaching for 20 some years, this is when I can say, I begin to feel the urge that the Lord began to tell me, I'm calling you higher to another level. I'm calling you to another place in ministry. And as I said, I'm not one about titles, but so many, you know, prophet this, prophet this, prophet this, that, you know, and in the spirit, I kept hearing the Lord telling me there is something else that I'm calling you to do. I've always felt that. 
And I always look for that place and that niche. I said, well, you know, God kept that, you know, everybody said, well, you're a pastor, you know, you are, you a teacher, you're an event, you know what I'm saying? And I knew what God was telling me. You're, you're a prophetess, you know, you're a prophetess, you're a prophet, you know, I knew what the Lord was telling me. And even now, you know, God says there's a greater call. There's a greater apostolic mission that I'm calling you to. And when he told me that I drew back. And then God said, I'm going to make it even more plain because he probably sent so many, so much confirmation from so many trusted voices. So many people have, that I don't even know that, you know, have given me confirmation over and over. The Bible says out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, I will confirm my word. God has sent well over so many people, uh, to say the same thing to me over and over and over and over and over. And so I was thrust in this apostolic mission that now God say, I'm, I'm taking you high. Now it's time to go to another level. The, the, the supernatural, the, 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 the urge, you know, for seeing healing and miracles and signs and wonders. That's always been my, always, always been my desire, you know, to see people heal miraculously, to see demons cast out. It's always been my MO to see the supernatural manifested, the signs and wonders of God to happen within the church. I don't ever want to just preach a message. I want to see manifestation after when people get out of wheelchairs. I want blind eyes to open. Hallelujah. I want to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. I want to see the supernatural at work. And so that's the, that has always been my desire. And so that is why God say that is something that has always been there and that is a gift that I place within you, and it's time for it to come forth. And so this is where this apostolic omission has begun to, to take uh, take form in my life more and more. I'm understanding why I am the way I am. And so many people, uh, you have a call, and you don't understand how to recognize why you are the way you are. Why do I operate like I operate? Why even your own personality what, what is it about me that, why am I this way? And God, when you, when you find your unique calling, whether it's in the fivefold or not, you will begin, begin to understand why God built you the way that you are. Why are you the way that you are? Because it's because of the gift and the calling and the, that you have on your life. You know, you know, I like order. I, I like to see things in order. And I, and sometimes people can be saying, sometimes you're very pessimistic because I'll walk in a place and I'll say, that's out, that's not right, that's not right, that's not right. And you almost will dislike that part of you to God begin to tell you, but that's part of the call I have in your life to bring order, to bring things back the way it's supposed to be, to bring things back in line. My husband and I have always been those supporters and those pillars that come in ministries and God has used us to help build. We've always been builders to help build, you know, the places that are weak. God will put us there. And I saying the place I'm talking about, I'm talking about the ministries of week. I'm talking about different areas of ministries. And God said, I'm going to place you here and begin to build that up and build that up. And we've always been workers and supporters and holding up the ministry, errands and hers. And so I knew then that God was calling us to a higher place. And so I say that to you, it's time to advance. Because even as God has shifted my life, I know God has shifted many of you right now. 
And many of you have been in that place because you are afraid to say who God has really called you to be because of the, because of what others think. We talked about that in part one, the perception. And so I, I said, you know, you can't let what people perceive and how they see you affect, uh, negate who you are. And so in this part two, I want you to discover who that, what, what is that place that God is shifting you to? Begin to take inventory of your personality. Begin to take inventory of your gifts and put yourself and let, allow the Lord to direct your paths because many of us are operating out of place. Many of us are operating positions that God has not ordained for you to be in. Many of us are in places that people have put us in because that's what looks good. That's what's acceptable in whether in your denomination, in your church or whatever organization that you're in. So take this time to begin to find out who am I really? Am I called to the fivefold? Am I an apostle? Do I want to, do I like order? Do I like to say things put in a, in a different perspective? Do, has God given you revelation through the word that, you know, am I, am I an apostle? Am, Am I a teacher? I love to explain and expound the word, shoot up, hit it up, and, and spit out it. And sometimes we the blurred lines because sometimes you can be an apostolic teacher. Sometimes it's not the office. See, we, that, that's a whole nother teaching. Sometimes it's not, you're not in that office, but you have, all of us have an apostolic mission. But when God calls you to that office, then there's another level of authority that comes with it. Am I a prophet or am I, do I have the gift of prophecy? See, sometimes there's blurred lines. Like there's been a blurred line between being an apostle and, and people calling me a prophet and apostle. But I know that I walk in the apostolic. But because you operate in the gift of prophecy, sometimes people see that as you're being a prophetess. When there's another level of authority for that office, and you have to know that place that God has called you to, have God called you to build, have God called you to that place of the apostolic, have God called you to the to the office of a prophet or the gift of the prophecy. Am I evangelist? Oh my God. We all have a degree of evangelism to save souls, but there's another level of authority that comes with being an evangelist. Come on now. There's a mantle. There's a mantle. Hallelujah. Am I a pastor? Do I, do I, do I have that nurturing quality? Gathering people, patience, Am I pastoral? Am I a pastor? See, that that apostle, the prophet, the teacher, the evangelist, and the pastor, the fivefold. You see? And we can and, and I and I know that was a very shallow rendition of what those gifts and callers are, but I will come back and we'll talk more about that. But so many people have not have been allowed to discover themselves. And maybe I'm not part of the fivefold. Maybe God has called me to something else. Maybe I'm just an intercessor. Maybe you're in the music ministry. Maybe you have a prophetic uh, calling, you know, uh, worship leaders. You know what I'm saying? So there's different types of prophets. There's different types. We, we have to learn where we belong. And not, go, and not once we, and also once we find out what office we are in, where, do, where, where does God want to use me at? Because a lot of times it's not me go build a church and I got a church and I'm a nope I have no desire, but I do have a desire to equip and to train 
even though God has told me, told me and my husband, I many times, you know, there's a day I want you to pass it, but I do not believe it's in the same sense that so many others, cause I don't have a desire. If God changes my heart, then so be it. But I don't have a desire for that, but I do have a desire and I do know my gift is to thrust and put people in their places of position and destiny. I do know that I'm able to help people get to that place that God has called them to. I'm able to support them and say, okay, go forward, go forward, go forward and push them out and birth them out per se. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So you got to know where God has called you. I'm called to equip and train the body of Christ. Oh my God. Thank you, Jesus. And to bring the supernatural power of God back to the forefront. Know where your place is. Know. And it may not be behind a pulpit. Oh my God. Preacher Woman Productions Media. The company that I have, I love media. I love the production of it. I love the Regina Perkins show, the podcast, the YouTube. I love that segment. And this is the platform that God has given me in this season. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So you have to know, don't let nobody move you from that uniqueness of who you are. Everybody ain't got no TV show. Everybody don't have a blog. Everybody don't have a podcast. And that may not be your MO, but what is? Because it's that unique thing where the anointing flows through. Are you following me? See, I can try all day to uh, stand up. And sometimes I say, Lord, why can't I be that one that does that sweet rendition of the Father wants to bless you. Oh, God, because that's not me. Because before long, I become passionate like you hear me now. Before long, I may be a little loud or whatever. But that's when the anointing flow. And when I try to do something other than who God has created me to be, then there's a blockage in the anointing. And the anointing and the flow does not flow as easy. Because I'm not, I'm operating outside of who God has made me to be. So, there's a beauty and there's a power and there's an anointing and then there's an oil that comes with you being who you are. Oh my God. There's an oil and anointing that comes when you are operating in your unique design. Thank you, Jesus. So today, your assignment, ask the Lord. And some of you, God have already spoken to you that there's something different that, that he wants you to do. And because you've been called evangelist, teacher, I don't know, because that you've been labeled by others, then you have not accepted the full responsibility of this next level. We're no longer, remember, we're moving from one-on-one introductory class to advance. Come on, come on. And it's going to move you out. Some of you are pulling off those old wines. I can see that just a pulling off. I can see that. I just saw into the spirit realm. I just saw people almost pulling off another layer of just ripping it off, coming out of it. Hallelujah. And being reborn again. Oh, my God. Thank you, Jesus. And there's another place that he's wanted, he wants to take you to. So, guys, I hope you today... Pray and seek the Lord and ask him, am I in the fivefold? What should I be doing in this season? A very unique time, very unique time. Find your place and position. Because God is getting ready to use the body of Christ 
let me tell you something. All this you see going on is just a, we, we should be prepped and ready for the supernatural. We, God is getting ready to do something different. Let's not come back with the old wine, but let's come on and allow God to pour something new and fresh. Don't, don't come out with your old curriculum that you had in 2019 and 2020. Ask God what he wants you to do in this season, in this hour. Not that stuff that you saw somebody else do, but what is you, what what thing do you want to do now, God? It's a new, it's a new era. It's a new era. Uh, era. It's a new era. Come on now. So I want you guys to meditate on that a little bit. And possibly I may come back and do a part three to this because it's time to advance. Something, guess what? Something I never did on the show. It's had a part one, a part two, a part three, a, a series. But I'm feeling this thing because it's, I, I feel like it's very important. Uh, it's another place of maturity that you all should be in. And I believe that it's time for us to stop giving words that are not even advancing people. It's shallow. It's time for us to really delve into what people really need. They need the meat of God's word. It's time to deal with the things that really matter. The things that really matter to the heart of God that his kingdom can advance and go to that next place. Hallelujah. Glory to God. In Jesus' name. So thank you all for listening in. Meditate on what I've said. You guys know the drill. I'm on Facebook, Instagram. Follow my YouTube, Regina Perkins Show. Regina Perkins Ministry on YouTube. You can go and watch all these. You can listen to these archives of these podcasts on the in Regina Perkins Ministry. You can go there. And but my Regina Perkins show is my food, lifestyle, travel, inspiration. It's me totally unplugged. So guys, check that out. Um, also, if you're on Clubhouse, you can follow me on Clubhouse, Regina Perkins Clubhouse. I haven't been able to do a Clubhouse. I want to be able to do that uh, in the near future, working on trying to get that together. And so, guys, thank you all for listening to the show. Meditate on what I've said to you today. Stay close to God and keep an ear open. In Jesus' name, have a blessed day.